first dog I loved is my present dog, Maggie, my only dog, my one and only dog. And one of the reasons I love her is that she's a rescue dog. She's adopted. And I think this is probably the single most wonderful thing I have ever done. Not only did I rescue her, but I genuinely think she has rescued me. Wow, it's clear that Maggie then has had a very profound effect on today's guest, one of the most recognisable faces and voices on the telly. But it's fair to say, Eamon Holmes, and you've not always been a dog man. Never, Sonia, never. Uh, I didn't think of having a dog in my life. I was far too busy to have a dog in my life. And as a family, uh, my wife would have said, no, when are we going to be around for a dog? There was pressure on us because... Our son, who was then eight years of age, you know, he didn't say, I want a dog. He said, Mommy, Daddy, I need a dog. I need the way he needed Lego or Thomas the Tank Engine or whatever. He then needed a dog. So um, Ruth was sort of off the opinion, you know, what Jack wanted, Jack would get uh, because he is her one and only. Uh, though when it actually came to the practicalities of it, we both looked at each other and said, a dog, a dog, what would we do with a dog? So I didn't really think any more of it until my friends at Sky News, who I worked with, uh, Charlotte Hawkins and Jackie Boltrow, said to me, look, we have rescued dogs, we have adopted dogs from the Dogs Trust. Uh, It's the 10th anniversary of the Dogs Trust in Harefield. Will you come down and do the commemoration, cut the ribbon or whatever? And I said, why me? I don't have a dog. Why are you bringing me down? And Jackie said, look, it'll get them some extra press. It'll get pictures in the local papers and things. Please, 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 please. And because these guys are my friends and because they uh, had their dogs, I said, okay, I'll go down. And the first thing that hit me when I went into the Dogs Trust was the smell. It smelt of dogs. It smelt of dogs. And I thought, I wouldn't want my house to smell of dogs. This will not happen. And I can say, because we're sitting in your beautiful house, it does not smell of dogs at all. That that was was... another benefit with getting Maggie, which I'll come to. That's a a very interesting point, that. Um, So when, you you know, I would run and I would say to you, I I chose a dog. I didn't. A dog chose me. And we went round the various pounds and we looked and I really then began to feel, why would people disregard these pets? Why would what, what is the story with these animals? And I became interested in that and I think emotionally I was becoming attached. And I saw this just wonderful, divine, little black pup of a thing running about. And I thought, oh my goodness. And I took my phone out and I took some video. And I brought it back to Ruth and I said, Ruthie, what about that little dog there is quite, quite small. And, and hang on, did she not think you'd gone slightly mad? Because one minute you're saying, we know we can't have a dog. And the next minute you're saying, look, here's a photo of a dog and I rather like her. I think her. we were both looking for the excuse to get a dog. <laughs> I think we both, we, we were looking at each other and said, but we couldn't, we couldn't. But maybe with the right one, maybe. And then Ruth said... Look, we're going on holiday. It's Easter. We're going on holiday. I have no time to go down to the Dogs Trust. We're not. Look, we'll we'll do it when we come back. We went away for a week. We went back to the Dogs Trust, and the dog was gone. <gasps> dog was gone. It was it was gone. And I said, uh, I said, oh no, that dog was adopted. And we did the tour of the Dogs Trust, 
and uh, honestly finished at the end of the tour. And for us, there just wasn't what we thought a dog suitable for us yet. We, you know, you would have needed educated, uh, familiarized, whatever. Just for us, we didn't see anything that we felt ready for. And it was sort of left, we left. You're not feeling a little bit heartbroken? Very, thinking... Yeah, a bit down, a bit down, a bit down about that because I thought that little dog would have been good. And then I tried to think like, you know, in a state agent, there'll be another house or, you know, a car dealer. There'll be another car, don't worry. <laughs> and we were leaving. And one of the beautiful things about the Dogs Trust is that even if you don't want to take a dog home, you can exercise a dog, you can befriend a dog, you can, they have great facilities at, at Harefield and, and uh, you know, Fields Park, whatever. You can go down there and just be a friend of the Dogs Trust. So um, the door opened and a walker came through the door with a dog on a very long lead, one of those extendable leads. And the dog ran through the door and it ran straight to my eight-year-old son and he fell down on his knees and the dog jumped up to him. Both of them laughed and the dog licked his face and da-da-da-da-da, whatever. And I looked and I said to the lady who was officiating, I said, "Uh, that looks like that dog that I saw a couple of weeks ago. And she said, oh, Magdalene. I said, yeah, but it was adopted. She said, oh, but the lady got a job, a full-time job, and just brought it back this morning. No way. She got a full-time job. And the dog, when I say the dog chose us, the dog did choose us. Jack was besotted then at that stage. He wasn't leaving unless he had that dog. So I then immediately say to Ruth, what do you mean she brought the dog back after a week? There must have been, it must have been chewing furniture, <laughs> peeing everywhere, filing around the house. There must be a reason that she brought the dog back. And they said, no, honestly, she got a full-time job and she, she couldn't keep it. And, uh, do you ever wonder who that woman was? That- I don't care. <laughs> I, just because, because it was not our fortune that it came our way. And we can hear uh, Dag, uh, Maggie and your, your dog Spot uh, playing away down there and uh, well they're practically kissing each other aren't they boy girl it's yeah um, I have to say Spot's not keen on big boy dogs he didn't get on very well with Gabby Logan's boxer called Milo yeah. but he is a bit of a flirt when it comes to girl dogs and he is loving Maggie I was slightly nervous because you have a beautiful home and I was thinking, oh, goodness me, spot Maggie in this house. And they're now just playing very happily, <laughs> slightly getting tangled up with Paddy, the producer, and all his wires over there. But, yeah, they seem to be getting on famously, don't they? They do. And in case people are wondering what my dog and your dog looks like, um, yours is a... He's a he's what's called a Parsons Terrier. So he's a sort of larger Jack Russell. But the same size as my dog. Yes, they're actually a good my, match. my dog is the size of a fox. And looks quite like a fox, except she's black. And I got a DNA test done on her because obviously, you know, through the Dogs Trust, they hadn't got um, great history. They knew she came from Ireland. So they did a run. There's a lot of strays in, in Ireland and they do a roundup. And they That's brought like her. Charlotte Hawkins. Her dog was a, was abandoned in Ireland as well. So yeah. you're right. Well, there's we obviously a lot of strays in Ireland. We have got a problem. There's a lot of randy collies, I think, which create <laughs> a lot of um, dogs there. So I got this DNA test done without sending a picture of the dog away. And it came back as basically border collie. 
which you can you can see. You can yeah. crossed with a bit of sort of corgi, you know, the tiny one percent, two percent, some sort of some sort of terrier, Welsh yeah. healer, something on a Welsh healer. But the other twenty five percent. Spot, will you please calm down because this we're in a very nice house, and this just isn't your place to go ruling the roost. Okay, thank you. Maggie's just glad there's a friend. The other twenty five percent, the significant part of her is a Dachshund, a sausage dog. Uh -huh. So you can you see. You can see, actually, she's got quite a long back, hasn't she? Long back and uh, long nose there. and um, But she's unique. And because they spay them, they neuter them at the dog's trust, there'll never be another one, which I <laughs> find is a little bit sad. Paddy, the producer, is not a dog person. And he currently has two dogs on his lap, both playing. And yeah. uh, he's kind of going, what am I doing here? He's got that sort of look on his face. Uh, taking you back to that day that mm. you realised that, Maggie could be yours. I mean, how quickly did you fill the paperwork in? <laughs> I can honestly say this, right? I said to Ruth, right, let's all calm down because it's a big thing bringing a dog into your home. And I had to go, <laughs> the way Jack needed a dog, I had to go to Wembley where Manchester United were playing Manchester City in the FA Cup semi-final. And um, so I rushed, Wembley's just down the road. I said, right, i got to go. I'll see you tonight. We'll talk about it tonight. <laughs> So when the match finished, and unfortunately United lost, and I was so despondent, and so it's 20 to 5, 10 to 5 or so, and I phone Ruth and I say, right, I'm uh, I'm on my way home. What are we doing for dinner tonight or whatever? And she goes, I'm not home. I said, where are you? She said, I'm still at the Dogs Trust. I said, what? It's 5 <laughs> o'clock. Well, you've been, you've been there from 11 o'clock this morning. She said, yeah. Jack won't leave the dog alone. We've been walking. He just loves it, Eamon. He just loves this dog. And I love this dog too. I said, well, what time does it close? She said, close at six o'clock. I said, right. So I went up the road, back to the dog's trust. <laughs> and we'd already, you know, the whole idea was we fill out the forms. You pay a nominal fee. Uh, the people from the dog's trust come and inspect your home to make sure that um, it is right, fit and proper and a good place to have a, a dog there and they would do that the following Wednesday and we said well, we can't wait till next Wednesday <laughs> but we had to wait till next Wednesday but the deal was Jack was coming down the next day and all that sort of thing so we visited the dog every day until the Wednesday came they made the inspection they said yep yeah, you can have the dog so we we went straight down picked the dog up the dog was in the car and I'll never forget the look on that dog's face the look on that dog's face was where am I going what's happening and um, you're taking me away somewhere the dog was a bit mystified and nervous. We were too. And um, and that was it. And the thing is, Sonia, there just is something about adopt, don't shop, whereby you, I, just, I just feel there are a few things in life I've done which I think have been so philanthropic, you know, and it's just, it fills me with joy. I mean, that, that dog's happy today. People, people are not into their dog's. These dogs are playing, their tails are up, they're really enjoying themselves and um, it just brings me joy to see her happy. You can actually almost see that Maggie's smiling, can't you? They've now just, oh, they're doing circles around your sofa. Yeah, you see, you see people who say dogs, dogs don't smile, they've now run out They've the now garden. run out into the garden, yep. Dog, do, do you believe you're... <laughs> they are literally doing a lap of your garden, chasing each other. And my it's, dog has a sprained it's leg. It's actually quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you believe dogs can smile? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And when they smile, you smile. 
Oh, it just fills my heart with joy when I see how happy my dog is. And I can tell when he's sad because he's, he's got these very expressive ears and sometimes they just go flat to flop. his head and mm-hmm. just flop. Mm-hmm. And I go, what sport? What's the matter? Are you all right? And he looks at you and I go, I'm only going out the door for five minutes. I'll be back. And his little ears have gone off because he just, they're so instinctive. Yeah. They just know when yeah. you're either going, the suitcase comes out and they know that you're going somewhere and they're not going with you. Or they know oh, you, yes. you're getting the That's, shopping, you're getting the shopping bag going out. going to work. Yeah, or, they just know when you're leaving them well, for any period of time. Because we have guilt as well. Our guilt probably reflects, we probably emanate that guilt yeah, that they, sure. they fill up on. But that emotional sensing is incredible. And the idea no matter how lousy my day has been, that unconditional love that when I come in and she looks at me and she is so happy to see me. Ruth's never happy to see me. <laughs> the kids are never happy to see me. But she is so happy to see me. And it just, I really don't care who else is happy to see me. I go into her room, I sit down, she will jump up on my lap, we'll watch TV together. You know, it's the most wonderful feeling. That Can you remember, love. Eamon, the day... You, you talk about her in mm. that car journey to your house when she came into the house for the first time. Mm. Can you remember that feeling of, wow, she's at home now? I, I don't remember any uh, assimilation, you know, any uh, having to familiarise with things because we had like, you know, the way people prepare for babies coming into their home yeah. or whatever. We had everything for her, every toy, every pen, every everything there for her. And But there were rules immediately from Ruth. She's not going upstairs. She's not going into the bedroom. Oh, she's not doing this, that, whatever it is. Forget all that. That all went out Did the it window. Really? It went completely out That's the window. That's too funny. Because and instigated by her, not not me, instigated oh, really? by Ruth. Yeah. It's funny because your friend, your very good friend Charlotte Hawkins has been on this, on this series as well. Yeah. And when I was chatting to Charlotte about the doggy hierarchy in the mm. house, Charlotte's very strict about, the dogs are at the bottom of the of the of the hierarchy, yeah. and th- her dog Bailey doesn't go upstairs, sleeps mm-hmm. downstairs. Mm-hmm. He gets fed after the family have had their meals, and she could see my face looking mm. slightly sort of crumpled and a bit confused. Mm-hmm. And she went, "Ah, oh, Spot sleeps on your bed, doesn't he?" And I was like, "Yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, he does." <laughs> and my excuse was, "I live in a flat, so I don't have stairs, so there's no there's no question of like going up or downstairs." It was just, "Yeah, sorry, I caved early on, and I can't but, go back." But you see, back. that brings me to something you mentioned earlier, which was uh, bigger dogs. No, I only put this out there. I'm not saying I'm not. This is not a rule, or th- I I question myself, and I think right. So I have a dog the size of a fox. <laughs> which gives me a bit of a problem bending down to pet her. So she sort of has to jump up on me as, a, you know, me bending down to pet her at my age and stage. <laughs> but if I had a bigger dog, a bigger dog would be smellier. It would shed more hair. Its poos would be much bigger to lift up. It's uh, fo- It would have much more food. There would just be more of a sense of a bigger dog around. Now, you have a small dog. Could you imagine if that dog was a Labrador retriever, which I always thought I would want. Yes, I understand. But I just wonder, when I'm out walking Maggie, I'm more likely to see eight out of ten people have smaller dogs. Can I just tell you a story about that? Because it's funny you saying when you pick up after your dog. Mm. I went out one day with my dog walker, and Mm. so there was Spot was there, but Claire, my amazing dog walker, and we've become good friends, so occasionally I join her on her professional walks mm-hmm. and we natter away. And she had this big Labrador with her, beautiful dog. 
But it decided, uh, clearly the Labrador needed to do its thing. And I was horrified. The size of it. The size <laughs> of just the poo. The size of it. I was like, uh, how is I that mean, Maggie, dog? Maggie only does cocktail sausages. <laughs> that is cocktails. I mean, I presume spot is the same. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't until I saw that Labrador with the size. It's like sign. human waste. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That has ended for me any idea that I ever want the perfect black Labrador because I am not having a Labrador in my life for that reason. And I think I fell in love with Spot even more. Not not against anybody who does that or whatever. No, of course not. And well done to you if you've got a Labrador because honestly, that is that is dedication to the cause when you pick up after a Labrador. Bigger than a Labrador. (laughs) You know, people who have Irish wolfhounds and. Those, what are those Swiss dogs that, that have the, the brandy around their neck and go up mountain, you know, those sort of things, Dulux dogs, you know, and all sorts. And I think, oh my word. But I'm, I'm, I'm with you because it mm. was that moment I was like, mm. I, I'm horrified, yeah. absolutely horrified. So it's a scale thing. The love and the unconditional love from the bigger dog is the same as the smaller dog. But I often think, I say to Ruth, imagine if we had a dog that says, and it jumped up on your lap or something. You know, it would break <laughs> It'd do you these, an injury, wouldn't you? These false hips of mine would just pop out again, yeah. I think. Um, it's, it's, with that, Spotter's appeared back into, into yeah. your lovely lounge. It's just me and Spot at home. But here, you, you're a family of three, aren't you? You've yeah. got your lovely wife, Ruth, you've, mm-hmm. who you've referred to, your son, Jack. Yeah. So when Maggie's choosing where to go for cuddles, how does how does that work? Um, it works quite well. Um, usually, Ruth and I never watch TV programs together. Her her rule, not mine. Um, <laughs> and, and we watched we watch different things. So Maggie spends Ruth's in one room and I'm in the other, and she just goes depending on what way she she feels. And I'll, I'll be honestly, my room. I'm, Ruth loves heat, so the fire is on. There's <laughs> blankets round or whatever, whatever. Maggie would be in front of the fire. Sorry, I'm still laughing at the thought of picking up after a Labrador. I'm well, so sorry. Maggie, Maggie will get too hot. She'll start panting. And then the room I sit in is like an ice, ice box. It's like a fridge. I'll ah. have air conditioning on all the time. I, I'm going through the menopause. I was about to say. So, so I, I just have hot flushes and whatever it is. <laughs> so if she wants to cool down, she comes to me. If she wants to heat up, she goes to Ruth. Okay. I was just spot is now at your, well, you're giving, at your ankles. Well, you're giving an instruction. That's an, why that's alien to me is <sighs> see, see spot is up on my lap now, you see, and, uh, how you spot. But the thing is, Paddy the producer now has his head in his hands. Cause oh, he's you're like, a lovely dog spot. How can you let that dog I see, go I wonder, on the I wonder sofa. if Maggie will get jealous, you see, of this. No, look, um, she's better. Look at Maggie's face. She's like, hang see, on, what's Maggie, going on here? Maggie is smiling now. She's laughing. She's 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 lovely. But oh, sorry, my microphone's been caught up between your dog's legs. Um, spot off the sofa. Off the microphone, spot. Off the, off the microphone, microphone. More, more to the point. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I going to say there? But yes, Magda- Magdalene. Magda- Magdalene was called Magdalene because the girl who looked after the dog's trust was Magdalene. We just shortened it to Maggie. Um, and, and you know. And we'd had no real angst about what to call her. She just was Maggie straight away and instead Maggie. And she's a lovely dog, beautiful temperament, just so lovely. However, she's nice but dim. (laughs) She doesn't, you know, you throw a ball, she runs after it, and then she just leaves it where it dropped. She never brings it back. 
she's she, current, can I just say she's currently flat on her back with her legs in the air. Uh, that's, just, that's, I think that's a good sign. Yeah. I think that's a good sign. Um, she has a whole routine. The only thing, she does routines with Ruth. She knows that certain things are happening. It never ceases to amaze me that they know where they are. Uh, you know, if you're in a car, she will actually know what street she's in or where, and I don't know how they do that. Um, or if she's close to the park or wherever. But they give us amusement. Look at you and I. We're not thinking about work. We're not thinking about what bills we have to pay. We are, we're just, we're just, oh, are they outside again? That's good. I'm very relieved every time they go outside because when they start doing circles around your sofa, I have got some vision of a priceless ornament being uh, yes. demolished and having to explain that to Ruth. I really wouldn't, I really, really wouldn't want to do that. Has, you know, I've read a little bit about your relationship with Maggie. Has she made you a better person? Oh my goodness, Sonia. From the sense of that I would never have wished an animal any harm, but I never really thought about the plight of animals and our role in the food chain or anything like that. And I have a long way to go, but I can honestly say to you, there's my TV viewing chair. I will sit and watch nature program after nature program. And the reason is in almost every animal, I see my dog's eyes. I don't care if it's a grizzly bear, a horse, if it's a, you know, um, a, a, a lion, a tiger, whatever, an elephant. Um, and, and I now have this, this terrible, how are we so awful? How are we so ignorant to animals and wildlife? And I do have this whole question of how I eat meat now or why I eat meat. You know, that's really interesting because since I had Spot, I've never been a vegetarian. I don't eat a lot of meat. I'm I am always drawn to chicken, fish anyway. I have terrible guilt about it. But it's I have this awful guilt now about mm. eating meat because when you spend so much time with an animal as you do as I do with Spot and you just see his personality and just how loving he is. I find it really hard now to think about, I think about cows in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. I think about cows, yeah. And their yeah. big eyes and mm. their eyelashes. Mm. And, Do you and know, I at, really, I have this I thing even, about... Even pigs, you know? Pe- I mean, people care about badgers, but they don't care about cows. You know, they care about badgers uh, being culled or whatever it is, and I get that, totally get that. Mm. But they don't care about cows getting TB, you know, or cows being farmed the way they are. And... I, I used to be an agricultural reporter. It was my first job as a reporter. Now, funny you should mention that mm. because I was looking through your Instagram feed and then Maggie features very heavily on your Instagram feed, as does Spot on mine. And I actually think he should probably just have his own Instagram account because people yeah. look for my content and think, oh God, it's that picture of that dog again. And I was looking through yours and there are, as I say, lots of pictures of the gorgeous Maggie. And then I saw this photo. I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. It's a black and white photograph, and in your arms yeah. is a lamb. Yeah, yeah. And animals are quite connected with your TV breakthrough, aren't they? Very, very. That was my. I, I was offered this job at Ulster Television as a as a reporter, and they said, um, I, I I said to my journalism lecture, um, I said, but Mrs. Fitzpatrick, I don't know anything about farming. And she said, rule one of journalism, aim and find out. <laughs> and I She's found out. Right. And I was, she was right. And I was 19 and I was up against much more senior people who were qualified in, um, in agriculture, farming, reporting. And 
I got the job, probably based you know on technique more than anything else. But happiest, happiest two years of my life, happiest two years of my life. Um, and funny enough, combined, I got the the farming program was once a fortnight, and to fill up the rest of my time, I would do sport on the on the nightly the nightly news. So that was my great love. The farming was a an eye opener for a city boy who really knew nothing about the country but wanted to learn all the time. And I've huge respect for people who earn their living from the land. And uh, and then sport, which um, also was just you know being paid for something you love. I mean, I'll just never get over that. That was that's an incredible privilege to have. Spot's done another dive onto the sofa in your lap, and I'm a I bit alarmed so. because you, you're you're dressed in black and white and so I'm now thinking oh god when we've left he's going to be going that damn dog looking like rubbing white hair off your off your lovely black jumper you look at Maggie and you think well you know she's got this most adorable face and those big big eyes and you think butter wouldn't melt but has she ever got into trouble embarrassed you and kind of and you've kind of gone really Maggie no um she's the most beautifully behaved dog what are you listening you could learn something yeah she's she's the most beautiful i can genuinely tell she's happy look at her face today um she just can't believe she's got a friend and i've never seen her kiss another dog i've never seen her and another dog lick each other's mouths <laughs> without it's being too a better description yeah, I mean, yeah they are they are licking each other which is which is yeah. kind of sweet and spot rather likes you like maggie don't you spot yeah yeah, it's like, I like like I like but she, to laugh she, even she, more. She is beautifully behaved. She's docile. She's the only the only time, as you know, because you just called to the the house there. Um, when somebody comes to the door, the barking has to happen all the time, which for any dog owner is annoying. But and 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 I feel for delivery people, and and you know, my brother's a postman and has had has had his fingers bitten. And I'm smiling. I shouldn't be smiling. He's had his fingers bitten by putting them through a letterbox, and um, I, I feel for delivery people because owners always say, "Oh, she won't bite," or you know, "It's all <laughs> she's fine." And I find myself doing that, and I go. But she won't bite. She genuinely won't. She she's never bitten any of us or growled. There's never been a nasty side to her at all. Where she's ex- <laughs> except she's, the she's, nice she's putting spot in her pl- in, in his place yeah, though. Yeah, you go. You tell him, Maggie. It's so your I've house. Never, never had. You never have that fear. Oh, will she snap or will she bite? Never. It's never happened. Yeah. Have, uh, and you know, we've had her ten years now. I should say really? we've had her. Yeah, yeah, ten years. So um, she was probably about six months old when we when we got her. She's, she's lively for for a ten years old. I don't know what that quite that makes her in dog years, but she's um, mm-hmm. she's probably got the dog. Applause. How old is Spot? Uh, he's four years old. Yeah, he, if, I, I guess in dog years he's some sort of rascal teenager. But he's um, yeah, you really like Maggie, don't you? You do, you do. When you're when you say you don't like, you know, you're not a, you're not one for sort of walking the dog too much. The well, that, Bruce, that's because Bruce, I have sort of back pain and hip pain and things like that on so the occasion when you do go out yes, for a dog walk, yeah. do you find that sort of people sidle over yes. to you and and i coo over, over to them and coo over to coo about the dog because they, they but, want to they want to talk to you but, but it's interesting that you say about instagram there's people who i don't know and i might walk in the dog and they'll say hello maggie oh really and i'll go i'll go oh. 
and they say, oh yes, Ruth has, she's on Ruth's Instagram, she's on your Instagram or <laughs> saw her on TV. I mean, we call her celebrity dog. She's been in the front of magazines, <laughs> all sorts of things, but she has no idea that she's a celebrity. So, um, but no, people know her and people recognize her. And um, I imagine they obviously they recognize you as well. Yeah, and so, good, you know, do you, you find know, when you're out on your dog walk, you're kind of like, yes, okay, so you yeah, can have but a selfie. It, you know, whether it's me or not, you know, and anybody you know has a dog will know that doggy people talk to doggy people. Yeah, that's What's true. your dog called? Where'd you get the dog from? Yeah, What's true. he or she like? Um, and and I just think people meet friends, they meet partners. They It is an amazing way to get talk. It's a very sociable thing to have a dog, very sociable. Yeah, it is. I have to say, I live in sort of southwest London and you know, you wander around. London is a traditionally kind of a little bit po-faced at times, aren't they? Yeah. But actually you find people talk to you. They come wandering up. Oh, hi, who's this? What's he called? And people say, what's your dog called? And I always go, well, I think sometimes the obvious is the best. So he's called Spot because yeah. he's got this large freckle on the top of his head. Uh, but Sonia, I can genuinely, the behaviour I see here, I wish that we were videoing this. Um, your Spot is on my couch and my Maggie's looking up at her. And they are basically French kissing. That is what they, and I've never, ever seen that behaviour before. Look how happy their eyes are. And I think this is love. I, I think we may have started something yeah. here, Eamon. I think you're right. Can, I, can you put into words, and you have referred to it a little bit, what being Maggie's human means to you? What, sorry, what? What being Maggie's human oh, means sorry. to you. Oh, sorry. Yes, I never think of being Maggie. <laughs> Do you know, funny, I, I, I've never thought of being Maggie's human because I just think of her, as does Ruth, as does Jack, as one of the family. And yeah. I always would have gone, and I'm, I'm sorry for misinterpreting no, 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 what, no. You, what you just, were saying It's just there. the way I phrased the question, yeah. what she means to you. Yeah, but it's, um, you know, I would have been one of these people to say, what, they dived into a raging river to see of their dog. <laughs> Or they did this, or you know, or they put their life in their line for their dog, and I would have scratched my head at that. I would now do that. Ruth yeah. would now do that. Jack would now do that. So what I'm saying to you is, I don't see me as her human. I would see she's just family. She is like, and I know this sounds ridiculous and ludicrous and whatever it is, but we would care for her the way we would anybody else in the family there's no doubt so whether that comes to medical care whether that comes to um you know just making sure she's got the right things i mean you know ruth does all those things she has maggie birthdays they have <laughs> maggie at, i mean christmas this room that we're in now there's a whole session where maggie gets presents and rips them open and she gets her well, look what's can you remember Santa's, what she got for christmas last year oh she gets a look look she gets things to chew she gets blankets to lie on she it's gets a very nice blanket beds. she's got that's a, that's a sheepskin rug she's got that to is, lie on there is, isn't indeed. it it's very nice and it was me who got that and i was up filming in uh Cumbria, and um, and I was on. A, there was a farm shop, and I just thought that's for Maggie. Yeah. And um, you, you know, know, I actually have one of those in my bedroom on the floor. And you're absolutely right; it looks a beautiful thing for a dog to mm. lie on. So cosy. Spot ate mine. Oh, right. Chewed right, it. Right. Chewed it to bits. Yeah. Well, and he's actually not that bad with chewing things. He'll chew tennis balls. But till he, sm he smelled the animal. That's but what he I had. think being a there's something about terriers that they just yeah and whoop. sheep 
spot, really. And he just chewed it to bits. And I thought, okay, well, that went in the bin. That was something else I know not to have in my house because Spot's just going to eat it. So I'm rather envious that he, yeah. that Maggie is very well behaved and hasn't chewed that to bits. But you know the, the, the walking thing as well? It, when I look, I mean, I've got one of these um, pedometers on my um, oh, arm. Yes. Here's to how many steps you do in a day. Are uh, you doing 10,000 steps a day, Amy? No, not even close. <laughs> but I've, I've 1,654 so far, and, and what is it now? It's midday, exactly. Um, if, if, if I got, you know, normally in a working day, 2,500, something like that. With the dog, then you're 6,000, 7,000. Ruthie will never do that. She's 15,000, 17,000. She's really good. And Maggie has got a big role in all of that. There's no doubt. You know, I have to admit, I've got, a, I've got the app on my phone for the, the steps, a steps app on my phone. I've got a bit, during lockdown, I got a bit obsessed with power walking everywhere and taking spot with me, obviously, and making sure I wouldn't go home until I had done at least 10,000. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a great thing that dogs do for people is to, is to be active and to get you out there. But also and when you're enjoying... sedentary, that your blood pressure drops, that you feel calmer. This awful business that we work in, well, it's, a, it's a beautiful business, but it's also awful. It's full of politics. It's full of, uh, you know, being judged, being judged uh, all the time, whether it's by the public, whether it's by the media, whether it's by your superiors, whatever it's from, colleagues, whatever. We're constantly judged. But I do find when I'm with my dog, very little matters, very little matters. The dog matters. I matter. You end up talking doggy language to your dog. And, um, do, you, do you talk to your dog, oh, yes. Maggie? Oh gosh, all the time? yes, all the time. Yes, and 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 the great thing, the great bond I have with her, Ruth gets very jealous of this because Ruth feels she does everything right. She feeds the dog right. She uh, walks the dog, whatever. And she despises me because the dog adores me. Right, the dog just <laughs> adores me, probably because I feed the dog. I mean, if I if I I think maybe I am a human Labrador or something, <laughs> I just. I would be like a dog. I would do anything for food. You know, if you just fed me, things would be fine. But I have this little relationship with Maggie where I bring her in the car. And um, she loves being out in the car. Ruth, Ruth would be very formal about, oh, don't bring her there. We haven't asked. Can we bring her here? I bring her anywhere. And if I'm told then I can't, she can't be there, then fine. But the dog adores being out in the car. And um, now just... They're wrecking our uh, cables and things again, but they, I think, I think we've they've re- we've really got a friendship here. They've we really have. they've really hit it off. Your spot when you you do these interviews and you go to people's homes, your spot must must really love the whole idea that he meets other dogs. He well, he's actually very good with other dogs. As I say, apart from mm. Gabby Logan's boxer, which there was a little brief contretemps, which we were a little bit alarmed by. But no, he's loved going round and, and meeting all these new dogs. And uh, as you're aware, we've, we've got a f- camera just filming you. And we've Why done, are we being and we've, filmed? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I would have put my <laughs> face on and everything. I, I get so shy of cameras. But I, I, I just wish, I wish the camera, I hope it picks up this because honestly, this is, be- oh, look at, look at my, look, look. At this. Yeah, no, I know. I, I did, I warned you, you, you were going to get me. dog hair all over but your I clothes. But I have never seen this behavior, this kissing behavior. Absolutely. In the 10 years we have had her, I have never seen this mouth to mouth business going on. I'd love to know. There's a number of things I'd like to know from dog psychologists. Why, for instance, when we arrive home, I presume this happens to you, does the dog go, go wild, go bonkers 
find a present to bring you, whether a slipper or toy or something, and then never give it to you. Bring the present. Does your dog do that? Does it bring you a present no, and then run away? Me, no, he just goes completely. Whether I've been gone for three minutes or three hours, he's exactly the same. He just goes absolutely bonkers. Well, she she finds a present and brings it to us, but then never lets us well, have it. Well, maybe that's the is that the collie in her that she's bringing things to you in the way that collies round up sheep and bring them to. Could farmer. be. Could be. Maybe there's that sort of herding instinct in her. I don't know. But yeah, they're getting on famously. Can you never imagine now a life without a dog? Or are you just going to be, <sighs> do you think you're going to be a one dog man? Well, Sonia, it's, it's interesting that you say that. I, I wouldn't wish to discriminate against a dog, but I do worry. Would I, after having a small dog, could I handle a big dog? Uh, I'd like to think I could. But I, do, I don't know. That's number one. Number two is we would be, as, as a lot of people have gone through, I haven't experienced the bereavement yet situation. And a lot of people have, and they will know what that's like. But I'll tell you something which is not meant to be funny. It's meant to be deadly serious. When um, I, I bring this question of being Irish and being Catholic, we are constantly obsessed with death, right? <laughs> And, uh, Sorry, and, I shouldn't laugh. And I said, it's, the, it's the way you we tell are, them. But we are. And, um, and I said to Ruth, right, when Maggie goes, well, what, what do you think of this for an idea? She's so small and whatever, we could get her stuffed <laughs> and we could put her on a sideboard or beside the fire. <laughs> what are you laughing for? How many hotels do you go into and whatever and country homes and whatever and there are foxes stuffed and badgers stuffed and things on the wall or whatever. Fish and, Fish and whatever. And I look, and she wouldn't take up any, any space at all and I could have her sitting there. Well, Ruth went ballistic about this, right? So she went, I can't even believe you're saying that, but I was being serious about it. I was being... Were you being serious? You I was being absolutely serious about it. No, I'm not, right? So I looked up taxidermists and whatever, <laughs> and Ruth, Ruth just couldn't believe this. So I said, right, okay. <laughs> I then I then came across a woman who made uh, bronzes of animals, right, of dogs. And I asked her, and I said to Ruth, what do you think of this for a commission? So we got the commission... And um, she's done a beautiful, lifelike um, statue, which is not in this room, and obviously it's too heavy to carry. Um, of Maggie, I'll bring you. I'll bring you and let you see it. And um, so I have that. So there'll always be a likeness of Maggie captured in her prime uh, in bronze. That sounds rather beautiful. I look forward. I look forward to seeing that. She's clearly just transformed you as 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 a, as She's a bloke. She's made me a better person. There's no there's no doubt. And my whole instinct on animal welfare is heightened. And I just think there's a bigger conversation to have here, and that includes sea life and lots of things and our use of plastic and uh, all sorts of things like that. But I think we we should realise it's like being. It's like being a motorist and being a cyclist. We've got to realise we share the road and if, if we ever want to move forward. And it's the, the, we share the planet and animals are, you know, just so, they're, they're as, as important as we are on this planet. 
Well, I'm very grateful to you. I just now have got this vision of you as the human Labrador, but you know that's, that, 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 that's a whole different story. Thank you so much for chatting to us well, and, and letting so Spot meet Maggie. And, and letting us, me and Maggie, meet Spot. I don't know how we're going to break this beautiful <laughs> relationship up. I don't know how, but the kissing, look at the kissing. They're still it's kissing. Untrue. They've been kissing for about kissing 40 minutes now. Goodness me. Will it Goodness ever stop? Thank you me. so much for joining us. Thank you so much.